Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev Techify Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. In this episode, we're going to take a look at configuring floating static routes. We'll be discussing floating static routes, configuring IPv4 and IPv6 floating static routes, and then we're going to look at testing those floating static routes. This episode is part of my series on switching routing and wireless essentials for the CCNA. I'm Kevin here at Kev Techify. Let's get this adventure started. Floating stack route is used to provide a backup path to your primary static routes or your dynamic routes. It's, it's a path that's there in case your main route fails. This is the idea where you have a dynamic routing protocol where it keeps track of that, but it, this place you're using static routes. You have one static route that you always want to use, but in case that one goes down, you have a second static network. And so when, when the primary static route isn't available, it's going to take over. And how we do that is we, we create just a normal static route, but we give it a higher administrative distance. Remember, the lower the administrative distance, the more we trust it, that's the one we're going to use with the lower number for the administrative distance. By default, static routes have an administrative distance as one. Use the administrator, you set it up, you know what you're doing on that network, and so we give it an administrative distance of one. Really can't be anything lower than that, but if we want to back up one, we have to give it a higher number. Administrative distance can be increased, so it is higher than one. And then the static route floats. The static route may not be in use because the normal primary static route with the administrative distance of one is working, but if that goes down, this other static route with an administrative distance of two or five, it will kick in because that's the lowest administrative distance that's left. How we go about configuring this, up here we have for IP version four. It's a normal IP route command. And first one we're going to do is we're going to set up our primary static route. So we got IP because we're dealing with the IP suite, we're dealing with routing. We enter in our quad zeros for our network address, our subnet mask, and then we put in our next hop IP address. This is our next hop IP address. This by default gets an administrative distance equal to one. Then we're gonna create a second static route. That second static route starts out the same IP route, quad zero, quad zero, our network address, our subnet mask, but we put in a different next hop IP address that'll have it go to a different router. And you can kind of picture this. You have one router in the middle, your primary goes off to the left. If that connection goes down, this backup route will go to the right then. Now, how do we make sure it's the backup? What we do here is we specify an administrative distance. If we don't specify it like we did in the first line, the administrative distance is one. Now when we specify it right here, this is going to be what your administrative distance is equal to. It's equal to five. We trust, we use the lower administrative distance first. If that goes down, the higher administrative distance takes over. 
We have two static routes to find with different administrative distances. Lowest one is your primary. Second one is your backup or your floating static route. IPv6 configuration is basically the same. IPv6 route. Then we have all zeros here, colon, colon, forward, slash, zero. We're going to match anything. And then we're going to send it to this next hop IP address. This next hop IP address, you don't specify anything here. By default, that gives us our administrative distance equal to one. Then we specify a second IP route. Match anything with all zeros there. Notice we go to a different IPv6 address, next top, I, next top IP address. It's on a different device, different router than the first one. Here we specify our administrative distance. We give it a five, which is higher than the one. It uses the first one until that one goes down, then the second one takes over. Now how we go through and look at that, down here we have a show IP route static, and then we're gonna begin with the gateway now our gateway of last resort is set. Notice that's what we entered right here. So our default static route is also labeled as our gateway of last resort. That's what it is. And that's two network zero, zero, zero. Don't care what network it is. We're just gonna send it all that way. Come down here. We can see that this is a static route. We, this is a, it has the asterisks here, so it's a candidate for the default route. We have all zeros here, administrative distance of one, and our next top IP address. It doesn't list the secondary one. You would need to go in and look at the running config to see that it's in there. Same thing we can do with IPv6. We have a static route with all zeros, administrative one, and then our next top IP address, which is the first one we entered here. Doesn't show us the second one. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on configuring floating static routes. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel all my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. There you can find out how to get all these episodes in video and podcast form. In the upper right is my playlist for my series on switching routing and wireless essentials for the CCNA. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on switching routing and wireless essentials. Once again, I'm Kevin. This here is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure 